in your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7-24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Classic. Walked in when I was in New York again. Charlie, you were trying to run on me. I've been, I've been going on my own. I've been, I've been doing things unknown. It's the day one, you running right back. Say the drama, you running off track. It's a one life, you tell me one life. One time, you tell me one time. Open your eyes, open your eyes, baby. Can you be wise? Cause I'm a pride, baby. I'm on the way, I'm on the run, baby. Let me alone, leave me alone. Take it by now. I put you on it. Say you want chance to what it on me. I've been out what it back. Don't you ride around taking my way. So tell me what you need from me now. I know what you need to be now. Cause I'm done with it now. No more damages now. Say, tell me what you need from me now. I know I can need to be now. Cause I'm done with it now. No more damages, no, no. No more damages. But then when I was a baby girl, I was yours and you were my world. Tell me what you wanna do for me now. Take it down and I will hold you to run my race. Cause you run it right there. Run my race. Cause you take it right there. I've been down, I've been running right there. I've been now, could you take it back there? WNT9 Talk Radio. King Henry. We back with another segment. My girl, my co-host, Yolanda Rosier. Peace and blessings, fam. How you doing today, brother? I'm good. I'm good. And I'm uh, very excited about today's Yes, go 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 right ahead before you know I start running my mouth. You go right ahead and, <laughs> and, and, and introduce her, man. Oh my goodness! I will do just that. I'm just as excited as you are. Um, we have a a, a Pacific native with us today, and I'm excited to introduce her. I'm excited to introduce what she does. Um, today we have our very own. Tanya Hand with us, behavioral therapist, uh, self-care love coach, drug and alcohol counselor, um, and solo cross-country traveler. How are you doing today, my sister? <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you so much for the intro- introduction. Greetings, greetings, everybody. Wow. Greetings. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear, but they're applauding for you right now. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely uh good to have you with us tonight and um I I mean this is something that we actually have been waiting for because um I want to I want to just maybe explain to you how uh we 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 reach out to people and sometimes people reach out to us but uh surfing the the net I came across your, I said the name looks familiar. And, um, mm. so I, I can't put the face, you know, it's been, it's been a long time, but I think, I think she's from Passaic. I think she went to Passaic high school. Um, mm-hmm. yes. um, this woman here, this is a professional woman right here. And I think I went to school with her. 
And I like what she's saying on her lives and on her posts. So, you know, we definitely, you know, me and me and Yolanda started talking. And um, once we read that you were a behavioral therapist, said, mm-hmm. she, we, we, we got to get her on. We have to get her Aww. on. So, so awesome. you know, um, most of our pods are, are trying to um, or geared towards, you know, bringing some type of uh, enlightenment and encouragement and um, some inspiration to, to the listeners, as well as, okay. you know, ourselves, because we are very influenced and inspired by, you know, a lot of uh, guests that we have. So um, to just go right into it, you know, if you could give us a little bit about yourself or those who may not be familiar with you, and then let's tap into um, your work as a behavioral therapist. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, as you you know, you guys know, I'm Tanya Hand, and I am from Passaic. Uh, actually, born I was born in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, but raised in Passaic. So you know, at in the eleventh grade, I was actually moved from Pitt I'm from Passaic to Pittsburgh. You know, which of course I always attribute that to some cruelty for my parents for doing that, <laughs> moving me, you know, moving from like the, the native town of where you've been born with all of your friends right. to some strange land is like, okay. But um, anyway, so the adjustment was a little, you know, challenging with that. And so I kind of have two homes. I got the Pittsburgh home and I got my forsake family, you know, and I celebrate everything with my, you know, forsake family as far as high school graduations, even though I graduated from Pittsburgh, but I still celebrate everything with class of 87 from forsake. Right. So yes, um, yes. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, so that's basically a little bit of you know background as far as my you know uh, upbringing in um, that portion of it. But uh, but also you know I worked for like the city government because after I graduated high school in Pennsylvania, I went to work in city government, and you know I've been there for almost twenty eight years, and so I actually retired from the government and uh, started taking on the form of the counseling and therapist you know, for like the past 10 years, I've been doing that. So then I just basically went on my own when COVID hit and doing the, uh, the operations of that, you know, as far as the therapy, right. you know, gets concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, that's basically me pretty much in, you know, in, in a nutshell, um, as far as my life is from moving from Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh to New Jersey and, and starting my career, like in Forsake and, you know, at the town hall there, you know, for nearly 28 years and then retiring and then basically just going full blown, you know, doing my own thing. Right. You know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, so what exactly what, is a behavioral therapist? Well, I mean, you know, when you think about it, it really is about just it's studying people's behavior. Like mine specifically, my area specifically is like substance use and, you know, substance use has to do with, you know, the, the why and, why people, you know, do the things that they do as far as using, like drinking or, you know, alcohol, marijuana, you know, dr- any type of form of a drug. Like, why do they do what they do? And so I study the behavior of that and understanding that. And my job, too, of course, is, you know, trying to reduce and cut down those stigmas and judgments around it. Because when people don't mm. understand something, they create it. They make up things about it. You know, so, but there's underlining issues that go according to that, right. you know, and the why, the biggest question of the why. So it's really about just studying the behavior and, and treating, treating the behavior, you know, and getting to those layers of 
you know, those underlining issues as to what caused the person to do the thing that they do. Now, substance use is one specific area, but then there's other, you know, areas and, and things too, as it relates to like, you know, relationships or whatever the case is and the why also, but, but there's underlining issues. And so my job is in that discovery, you know, of peeling off those layers and getting to the root of the issue, you know, and working a plan to uh, make it be so that they're not, they're no longer operating, you know, with those problems. You give them the tools to be able to, to do the thing that they need to do with their lives and to live the life that they want to actually live and not live it from, you know, the chemical dependency or, you know, codependency or whatever that is. Basically, just giving them the tools after they've recognized what these, these underlying issues or problems are. So that's right. pretty much what that is. Yeah. Very interesting. I know, I know Yolanda has some questions for you. Okay. <laughs> um, I was, you know, reading over your bio and, um, you know, mm-hmm. I came across all the things that, you know, you tackle and the things that uh, we see in our community every day, things like addiction and anxiety and behavioral yeah. issues, like you said, codependency, communication problems, because a lot of things that happen in our lives, you know, they, you know, come through communication. Um, dual yeah. diagnosis is something I'm very familiar with, grief and loss, yeah. infertility, all of those things, you know, mm. that describe behaviors. Um, I also saw that you take a holistic approach to your therapy. Can you explain a little bit about that? Well, I mean, the holistic approach is more or less like there being spiritual component of it. Um, Because I'm Mm -hmm. first and foremost, I'm a Christian, you know, so I believe in in the most high. And to me, a lot of the practices and beliefs that what I have, it's it's spiritually based, you know, like I operate from it being a non-physical to uh, it being like more tangible, you know, the things that we right. don't see can kind of govern like who we are and what we do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so uh, you make some sense of that to people, to the reasons of why they actually do what they do. And when they can understand that there's a spiritual component to who they are and giving them some understanding on that, then it's like, okay. And, you know, where it manifests in more practical things, more tangible things, you know. So that's when I, when I say holistic, it's more of that basically an approach, you know, spiritually components and, um, you know, uh, you know, and of course, I mean, I operate also, you know, where, you know, there's yoga and there's meditation, you know, that's all part Mm -hmm. of my practice as well, you know, helping people to find a way of grounding themselves, you know, that's pretty much, you know, what it is that I try to work to help them to see and understand and to also practice, you know, meditation is a, is really a big piece because a lot of times we don't really want to go inward and to reflect on some of the things that, you know, are, uh, we get triggered by or that are, that's hurting us. But meditation can silence the person's mind and help them to kind of get a little bit more understanding about what's really actually going on, you know, in their thought process, like what surfaces when you're in your quiet time mm. and shutting up, shutting up the noise, you know, of the outside world and seeing what's really going on internally so it's really just helping them to kind of you know aim their way towards something more like a more of a holistic approach that way you know to going inward so that's just one area one aspect of it that's powerful yolanda did you have another question i did um i wanted to talk about um therapy for black girls Mm. a lot of times in our community we that's something that 
is unheard of. That is something that we shun, uh, you know, we shy away from it. And when I saw that on your profile, I was so excited and so happy that I came across that because that's very important. Um, therapy therapy for, for black women is so very important. Can you, you know, touch on that a little bit so our listeners can, you know, understand well, where we're coming from when we talk about therapy for black girls? Well, yeah, because, you know, like traditionally or historically, you know, for us as black people, we're taught that, you know, we keep our problems to ourselves. You know, we don't yep. go to anybody else and speak about these issues or things that go on in our house. Y'all know from back in the day when they say what goes on in this house stays in this house. That's right. You know, so mm-hmm. we operate from that mode, that model of thinking. But the reality of it is, is that there's a lot of suffering in that silence. Mm. You know, so yeah. now it's becoming more, you know, prevalent, the the idea and the acceptance of therapy, you know, for, for black women. Um, you know, getting out of that that thought of that it's not for me and that I can handle everything on my own. And this whole superwoman superpower thing is like, no, I do need my sister's help, you know, and the acceptance of that, you know, once we get to that point, it's like, okay, yeah, this is fine to be okay. Like to still be strong, but still know that there's a helping hand that's out there for you. You don't have to do everything on your own, you know? So Mm -hmm. it can be really difficult and challenging you know, when you're operating from that, that mindset, that traditional mindset of accepting the fact that, yeah, I do need help, you know, and our, and our people as black women, we really, I mean, it can be tough for us to get to that point of accepting that, that helping hand, or even admitting that you do need the help, even though there's a lot of things externally around you saying that you do, you know, like when you start seeing things fall apart in your life and, you're still trying to basically handle it and saying, I'm fine, you know, when the reality of it is, is that, yeah, no, you're not. And it's okay that you're not. And just accepting right. that and understanding that there's support and there's help out there for you. Yeah. Right. Like, that's a big And that's thing. the main that's signal. Thing. When yeah. women, yes, it is. When women mm-hmm. say, I'm fine, they're not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like, I mean, it's a makeup. It's like, you know, something that we want to, crawl, you know, just cover up. Because we're taught that we have to be, you know, strong, you know, and right. it being the, the, the matriarch and the families, you know, so it's like a thing of this is the role that we've taken on. But, okay, you can still have that role, but you can also wear other different hats, too, where that's the segue, I think, where it comes in for the self-care piece for me, because mm-hmm. I think what happens is that we just we forget about ourselves. And everything right. is given externally to other people that you just forget about yourself. You lose yourself in your families, your kids, your work, your relationships. You lose yourself. And so self-care is important. And I know it's a word that's used like, I mean, it's so widespread. And people say, oh, my God, the self-care, the self-love stuff. Here we go again. But I can't mm-hmm. like emphasize enough the importance of that because it's the right. segue to many facets of yourself and your whole self. So it's crucial to kind of, you know, to take on that, the self-care approach and the self-love, you know, approach. It's vital. It's not even something that you can say, you know, is it an option? Because it isn't, you know, if you want to live like your whole self, if you want to live, you know, like uh, the best version of yourself, then that is the way to go. You know, that's the way to go. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Absolutely. Um, but yeah. 
So, so I, so I wholeheartedly believe in the self-care piece of it. I, I do. And, um, that's, that's just, it's paramount for me. <laughs> I practice it in my daily life. I teach it and it's like, okay. You know, so I do not underestimate the power of that, you know, and once I think, I guess, I mean, I don't know if it's just years of, you know, in your twenties, you know, we don't do things the way that, you know, we do things differently as we get older in our fifties. We're not the same as well. We are in our forties or thirties or twenties. So you, as you get older, you understand the importance of, of, of what that would mean to take care of yourself and to put yourself first, you know, in, in situations and connections and relationships, because then you can best take care of other things and other people, you know, when exactly, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Extremely important. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I'm, I'm a cheerleader for self-love. I'm, I'm a cheerleader for that, you know, and as women, oh, we put everybody else first. And I always said, if I don't put myself first, how can I be there for you? How can I exactly. be there for my family? How can I be there for my community? How can I be there? So you have to exactly. put yourself first in order to make sure that you're in tune with everything else that's going around, you know, on oh around gosh, you. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, it's the same it's that same approach where they you know, when you're on the airplane and they tell you what's the thing that they tell you to do first when you're a mom is to put on that mask first, you know, take care of you first and then, you know, take care of your child. You know, so it's like the mother can't if she's not breathing or, or operating properly, then she can't take care of the child on the plane. You know, so right. it's like almost like that type of an approach that you gotta have. So let me take care of right. me to become the best version of myself, then I can best take care of my family. But it becomes Absolutely. the other way around where there's levels of exhaustion and tiredness and all of that, you know, and worn out and, you know, beat down and I can't operate and, and, and you know, keep, I can't function and I'm operating from an empty cup and, and not understanding that you must fill your own cup. You have yes. to. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh, it's yes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Yes. You know, another thing that I want to say also, too, is, is that. You know, because I think that, um, and then this is this may be a little segue to like the, the travels too. But, um, like for me, like I'm learning to live like this unapologetic life. So, yep. and what does that mean? That means that I'm basically learning to mirror, like, or actually, I'm sorry, I'm learning to kind of put together, like, like for all of us, we have like this duality. Like, there's a dark side to us, and there's a light side to us. And a lot of times we don't really want to accept sometimes the dark side of, of who we are. And we kind of want to just ignore that. And that's sometimes that can be the part that governs us the most because it's a dark shadow phase that we live according to. And it, but then there's also a light side of that, meaning that there's negative behaviors, there's positive behaviors. For me, it's about mirroring both of those sides of us, accepting both mm-hmm. of those sides of us, and then operating from a higher version of who you are. Like the lighter Absolutely. side, not the darker side, but understanding that there is a darker side that exists within all of us. But I think that what happens is that, you know, when there's a dark side that comes out of people, say, for instance, that when it relates to substance use and then a person falls off and they go and they do the unthinkable, like they may sell their body for substances or whatever the case is, that's operating from a lower vibrational side of who they are. But there still mm-hmm. is a lighter side to that person, you know, that that's within but that the, the darkest side is actually being manifested and that's what we see. But that person still has a lighter side and can make a choice, you know, with the support and help to choose and go on to the, to the lighter version 
of who they are. And once that does right. happen, then you marriage, you, you bring the both of those two together. And it's like a marriage between the two, like meaning you don't just ignore the substance piece that has occurred. You understand that it exists and that it's a part of you that can kind of take over, but you hold that at bay. And you say, no, right. I make a choice to operate out of the lighter side of who I am, understanding that there is a darker version. But what happens is, is I think that people just kind of can see, like, you know, for instance, in me and how I live my life now, that they can only probably see like maybe a lighter version, but there's also a darker version of who I am. But I have right. to actually make sure that that version of who I am does not manifest more than a lighter version of me. Right. I make a conscious choice <laughs> to operate that way and to teach that. Right. So it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? That's like a shadow. It's, it's within all of us. But you have to make a conscious choice to say, I want to operate from the higher version of myself. So that is the segue to living this unapologetic life to having me to be traveling across country the way that I feel like I want to do because I want to do it. <laughs> Now you, you, I mean, that brings up the whole subject of going across country. What, what exactly, you know, was behind, you know, the, the, the judgment call of saying, I, you know what is on, I'm doing this. And I mean, cause you had to plan, you had to map things out. So it wasn't just like, I'm jumping mm -hmm. in the car and I'm going. So, you know, uh, um, it appears to be some type of, uh, uh, pilgrimage, for yourself. You know well, I mean, it, it, listen, Henry, it goes with just living that unapologetic life. Like whenever yep. you decide that you're saying, I no longer want to live for anybody else. And I'm not going to listen to the opinions of others. Like I'm going to choose to do what it is that I want. Cause yeah, there, there were naysayers and there are people that were super concerned and, you know, but I can't allow myself to live according to that and have that energy projected on me. Mm. It's what I wanted to do. But that, that's that's the but see that becomes a stuckness in our existence about the things that we choose to do or don't do is because people project their energy, their their thoughts, their fears onto us and it keeps us yeah. stuck and trapped. You know, of <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Oh my god, there's so much danger. Okay, well then you go and turn off the news because I'm not watching that. That's <laughs> right. You know, exactly. like I'm not there. You exactly. know, like I'm not gonna live my life in fear that way and I understand all the things and the possibilities that are out there. But at the same time, I will do the practical, like, and the things that I need to do as far as my security, my safety, taking care of my surroundings. I'm going to do the practical, but then I let God do the supernatural thing and guiding me through that. But you have to be cautious, of course, in doing this. But at the same time, I'm not going to allow fear to stop me. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, mm -mm. Right. and even in one of my, my talks, I say, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway, because we're all going to have fear. You know, but at right. the same time, not to let it make you where you're debilitated, where it makes you keeps you stuck. And so that's basically how I'm just you know choosing to live my life today and hope to just, you know, be inspiring to other people to teaching them the same thing that, yeah, if I do it, so can you. If I come out of, you know, you know, my shadow phases and all oh, my my, you know, uh, dark sides of life and the things that I've had to overcome and from my childhood to now all of that to where I am, then yeah, you can do it too. You know, so it's, I'm no different than anybody else. You know, I'm not doing anything that's so special that you can't do. No, you know, but it's just a matter of me pulling myself up on my bootstraps and moving on with life the way that I want to live it. Right. That's basically what it, it all boils down to. Right. You know? And that's what so really, build that, a fear and do it anyway. That's uh -huh. what really, that's what really, uh, uh, captured me to see your courage because a lot of women, um, and, and I'm not, I'm just speaking my truth. You know what I'm saying? A, a lot of women mm -hmm. 
seem to when they you know when they start talking about what they are not afraid of you know from, mm. from you know they start talking they saying one thing but they showing another it's like you are afraid mm. you are afraid because you're cussing me out telling me you're not afraid of something uh, uh, oppo- mm. opposed to you know moving forward like you did with what you're doing and and mm-hmm. showing me something it's like you you know mm-hmm. you i should learn from your courage, your, the, the courage opens up so much, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, so it's yeah. like, it's like, I, I, I'm just, I'm really so, so happy to hear you say the things that you're saying. I'm sitting back and I'm like, wow, you know, um, this might sound a little strange to to the listeners, you know, but when I when I hear <laughs> yeah. when I hear you know uh, a a woman, a black mm-hmm. woman, speak from. Mm-hmm the perspective that you're speaking of, I feel like we're winning. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. so many black women are so just, uh, 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 don't realize it though, but they're so still. And, mm. and, and, and that type of stillness is considered dead death. You know what I'm saying? So, Ooh. you know, to hear yeah. what you're saying and to see what you're doing, I'm so, I'm so inspired and I'm so happy as a black man to see a woman actually, you know, uh, taking the steps and, uh, and actually putting herself in position to provide a service for others. That right there oh, is yeah. super. That's super. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. But yeah, like, I mean, it, it does, I mean, listen, it requires planning and there is a practical side to all of this, you know, so it's not like you just jump in a car and just take off down the road. That's not it. <laughs> right. You know, so, you know what I mean? Like, you, I still have to be smart about the things that I do and, and understanding that there are, you know, elements out there that can, you know, work against me. But on the, the you know, the, the flip side of that, it, there's just an, uh, an area waiting to be explored and discovered that I just haven't discovered yeah. yet. So I'm just tapping into a different part of, you know, life and discovery, you know, so... Um, I'm just, I'm allowing myself to basically be open, you know, to that. Can I just touch base? We have time for me to touch base on one other subject or issue or situation that I kind of see. Absolutely. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the the biggest thing that I keep saying that I see a lot, you know, when it comes to, you know, seeing these videos or seeing some uh, platforms or whatever the case is, they talk a lot about feminine and masculine energy. And, you know, so I want to just say this one thing. Now, I consider myself to be a feminine person, but I also, of course, have to, to demonstrate masculine, you know, um, tendencies as well. Like, for instance, to be able to take this trip, I cannot be in my feminine energy. Mm-hmm. Like, let that marinate for a minute. Mm-hmm. I cannot be in a feminine energy to take this road trip the way I am right now. Like, in other words, I can't do the heels and nails and the lashes and go across country. Like, and wear my pink lipstick. Right. No, because the thing is, is that that that's when you become like more like a prey and this level of vulnerability are being shown. Like, so no, there's a time and space for you to be able to operate in feminine and masculine energy. And this is my time for me to operate in my masculine energy, meaning that I have got to be where I'm cautious. Like, I'm not going to be putting myself out there all, you know, like um, where there's not a care in the world. And, you know, so. No, I'm more like, uh, like my, my awareness is heightened. My keenness is heightened. So I'm operating in a totally different energy. So when we start talking about women should just be like, maybe just only feminine energy and that's it. No, 
you know, no, mm -hmm. but there's two versions of ourselves, even when it comes to this, like when something like this, and I'm just using my travels as an example, but for me, it both masculine and feminine exists within me because it takes, it's taking my masculine side to be able to do this. My feminine side, which is maybe the woman that you were speaking of earlier, Kennedy, I'm not really sure, but that could be a, a place where they're operating from, you know, the feminine side of that, where that restricts them, limits them, and I can't do. But no, because there's a version of you that, that will allow that to take place. But as you take place and drive across country, then you have got to be where you are on your alert, like you are on like high alert, you know, where you're right. cautious and you're careful. You got your, you know, you have your protection, you right. know, so that's masculine energy. So that's just a little small glimpse of a difference that I want to be able to just bring out when we start talking about like masculine, feminine. And I keep seeing and hearing so much about these distinctions and the differences of those, these two. But for me, it's operating in both, you know, like when right. I'm home or like doing my own thing, like I can be totally feminine, like, you know, and operating in that energy and doing those domestic things that I need to do for myself, my family or whatever the case is. But if I'm out here on this road and I'm by myself and it's just me and my dog, oh, you better know it's masculine all the way. <laughs> no <doubt. laughs> right. Right. So that's just one little distinction. I kind of had to just put that out there. I don't even, it just came out of me. I don't even know why, but I guess it was just no, something I think just kind of like put it's, out Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. it exists in both of us. Yeah. It, it, it exists. Mm -hmm. Both exist in us. Right. So that, exactly. that was a great so just, point. Yeah, a yeah, point for I, women I, to just understand and know. I think mm -hmm. it's I think it's imperative to to understand that, you know, uh, yeah. uh because especially from the masculine or the male perspective. A lot of brothers that I talk to, um, because I, I do readings and then a lot of times when I do a reading, I you know, mm -hmm. they the individual the male may have some of course have some uh uh, uh feminine, you know, energies and yeah. brothers be like, nah, man, <laughs> like, nah, 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 I ain't, why, nah, I ain't feeling that. <laughs> so, oh my goodness! Well, hold up, man. But it exists. So, like, hold up, man. This is you, whether you accept it or not. This is you. Yeah. And so, so a, a lot of times, I, you know, I think it's so powerful that you brought that up because people misunderstand that the feminine mm -hmm. energy is a nurturing energy and the right. mas the masculine energy is a protective energy. Yes. So, yes. so they, they go hand in hand, you know? Yes. Oh my God. You're such a, that's a strong, powerful point. Yes. Yeah. You, 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 that's your point. And I, and, and I think it's a powerful <laughs> point. It's definitely powerful. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because the thing is, is that I think that that's what happens where relationships are imbalanced because like a lot of times men have like they operate so much in fem and I mean in masculine energy that they don't understand the feminine energy like right. they're closed off to the femininity of the women and so they can't operate you know where they understand them or treat them well or have that open heart for them because it's not they're not operating from that point they don't recognize the duality in them even when it comes to that but when you have a person right. who's uh, have operates in a higher version of themselves masculine and feminine energy combined there you have your perfect match. That's right. your wonderful person right. because they have a heart to give to you. There so that's the thing where women are basically giving to guys who have closed, blocked hearts. And yeah. they're operating totally in their masculine energy. And I'm sorry, sis, but they can't give to you. Right. They're not capable right. of giving to you. Right. And, it's, and right. I'm not making them wrong. I'm just making it where you have to recognize that they are unequipped to do that. 
And until they recognize their feminine energy within themselves and open their hearts to you, then they can acknowledge you, recognize who you are and give to you from that heart space. You know, so yeah. So you know, it's, that, oh that, my goodness. That, that reminds me of, uh, you know, one conversation I had with a brother, um, mm-hmm. he was, he was saying, yeah, man, my lady always talking about, you know, she gotta, she gotta teach me how to love her. And, yes. and, and he was offended <laughs> by it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, bro. You know, <laughs> that ego was bruised. That ego was bruised. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. He did not want to be taught how to love her and they eventually, you know, separated. You know, oh and, well, yeah, who wow. wouldn't? Because you gotta yeah. close my heart, and you're not even open to the acceptance and receiving of what exactly. she's trying to have you to see. Exactly. You know, so oh, powerful stuff. I said yeah. you have a whole segment just on that by itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Exactly. <laughs> well, wow. I want to. That's a segue for another question I had, and I, you know, I'll keep it quick. But this is very important to me because I okay. have a male child, and he's an adult. And I see this a lot. Um, I want to ask you, what is the level of reluctancy of our men getting help through therapy? Okay. Well, I mean, if women, black women, and we're more receptive and open to things, and if we're reluctant, how much more would it be for the black men? Yeah. Ah, that's a tough one right there because yeah. they're in the, you know, the masculine energy of I can fix it myself. I can do it myself. I don't need your help. And it's like magnified with them. It's magnified. Whereas, you know, women are becoming more accepting. But as far as black men, how dare you come into my space and tell me what to do? Right. You know, the ego, which we, you know, is edging God out. You know what I'm saying? The ego kicks in. I can do this myself and I don't need, I don't need no help of another person. Like, no. So unfortunately it's, it's, that's a tough one. That's a tough Mm -hmm. one. But I have to say though, like I'm finding that there, the younger generation is becoming more open to the help than the older generation. Meaning those that are in their younger twenties, I get more clients in their younger twenties than I do the older people that are looking for help, both male and female. And they're, they're African-American people, they're black people. And so it's like, wow, this is a switch. Like this is a change that they're coming on their own, their own accord to seek therapy. So there is a change in the younger generation, way much more open and receptive than the older generation, where there's that, that, wow. thing, that stigma, it's still there with the older populations. You know, it's still there of we don't go outside the home, you know, and I can fix it myself. But so to answer your question, as it being a young child, a young black male, I think it's more it's becoming more open and in, 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 uh, acceptance than a younger generation than it ever probably has been before and far better, okay. I think, than it is for older generations. So there's 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 more positive hope for the younger kids, basically. Yeah. So that I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I wanted to put it out there. I knew the answer, (laughs) but I wanted to, I wanted to put, I wanted to put it out there because it's not talked about. And I do see that in the younger generation, you know, but in our older brothers, they, you're not going to tell me what to do. I'm not sitting telling nobody my problems. What's wrong with you? Exactly. 
Well, you know, that, that goes into the level of trust and all of that. You know, a lot of times Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with older people, just in general, male and female, you're dealing with, you're dealing with, with trust. They have trust issues. Mm. So it's not so much that, um, they don't, you know, want the help, but you've got to, Mm -hmm. you've got to be willing to, uh, uh, you know, we're all therapists, you know, anyone that's, especially anyone that's in any relationship, you know, um, you know, you become a, f- a professional based on how committed true. you are to that relationship. You know, you know, and most men do not, most men do not seek any medical help on any level, whether it's mental mm. or psychological. So that's something you, 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 you know, we have to understand as well. It's not just based on, you know, one, perspective is like how many how many mm-hmm. men are actually going to black men how many black men are actually going to the doctor to you know what i'm saying exactly so exactly you know yeah the, the average brother is going to be telling you well he, he's not going to tell you he's going to be looking for his help his healer mm-hmm. in his, the woman of his choice mm-hmm. and it's very true and i think that's why you know, it's, I mean, I'm going to get a little biblical here, but that's why there's a, you know, the, the, the Bible where it says the woman is to help me, you know, so because we basically teach men how to really take care of themselves, you know, like well, we have you the first to the doctor, make your appointment and, you know, you have to be that therapist, be that doctor for them and, you know, and try to get them to, you know, stay on top of their, you know, their, um, their appointments, you right. know, right. and that's why women, they say, you know, statistically live far outlive men. You know, because when they're a single man, mm, you mm. know, like it's not, yeah, like mm. they don't, mm. you know, I'll live the women. <laughs> so for all of you guys out there talking about, you know, like, and I'm sure you guys have heard this also too with this, I, I'm going to, I'm just going to say it, this toxic masculinity that's out there. So when they say, you know, like, oh, I don't, you know, need to have this, I don't need to have a woman or if I have a woman and she needs to be a servant and this and that, or just these negative ways about how they think about <laughs> with women and what they don't need and all yeah. this. And it's like, okay, well then you don't have to be with a woman. And, you know, statistically speaking, then you could be doing more damage to yourself than anything because the Bible is clearly saying that, listen, if you do have a person and have a partner, it can make your life better. So when you understand that, and you wake up today and get the wisdom on that, then you can have a better, like, you know, I think, I think a more fulfilling life. That's my thoughts on that, you know, more fulfilling life, you know, but the idea of, you know, creating these partnerships can be like a push and pull when it comes to these, you know, these toxic masculine men that are out there, That's right. you know, and that's a shame. Yeah. You know, it's a shame, but ah, that's just my take on it. <laughs> now, 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 before we get out of here, right? Like, like, uh-huh. Give us, give us an idea of some of the places you have traveled. Uh, I do know you said you were presently in California. Yeah, I'm in California. So I actually, you know, from, from New Jersey, you know, my hometown, Pacific, New Jersey, going to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where my mom is and being there with her for a little bit and then traveling from Pittsburgh to, uh, Indiana, Indian, Indianapolis, Indiana. You know, and these are places that I've never been. So it was like, okay, let's just try to go to some place where I've never been, like states that I've never been. So I've never been there. And so then I went from Indiana to Missouri and I've never been to Missouri either. And I stayed in Kansas City, Missouri, you know, um, so that was, I mean, each one of the states I've stayed in has been such a unique experience like that I've been in and the the cultures of the people are, are so different. And so from even from Missouri, I went to Oklahoma City. And so, uh, 
and from Ooh. Oklahoma City <laughs> to um, where did I go from Oklahoma City? Was it uh, to to actually to Texas to Amarillo, Texas? Nice. I believe that went. Okay. Yeah, and then it's then from Amarillo, Texas to um, Santa Fe. Yeah, Santa Fe, um, New, New Mexico. Yeah, look oh at my you God, out I there in New it. Mexico. Okay, the, you know, oh my God, and listen, places that I was thinking like, wait, they, Santa Fe, <laughs> like I've heard of that, but wait, where, where, right. what's this about? Like, you know, right. you know, like because it, 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 it really, it truly is a hidden gem, Santa Fe. Like it's beautiful there. Like you, I never would think about going there, right. but I would, you know, go again. So I went to Santa Fe, and then I went to Phoenix, Arizona, which I've always wanted to go to Phoenix, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I remember when I was married to my ex-husband, and I would talk to him about going to Phoenix, Arizona, and he said, well, why do you want to go all the way there to see rocks? Like, didn't get it, didn't understand it. But <laughs> right, listen, right. when you see the discovery and the beauty of the rocks there, oh, my God, it's mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. It's breathtakingly mm-hmm. gorgeous. And so, you know, but the one thing that's there, and, you know, I, I – found and discovered between phoenix and california is that i really did miss the greenery because of course you're you when you're in a desert you're not going to get as much greenery right, there so right. it's a it's just dirt and rocks but the mountain views are spectacular but at the same time i missed my greenery so when i got to california it was like oh my god palm trees and grass you know like <laughs> <laughs> i miss nature like in this regard so i found a different facet of myself about what it is that i truly like in terms of where i need to reside as far as you know place of vacation for an extended period i have to be around my greenery That's and right. the same is yeah the same is true for my dog because even though we were outside and she was trying to find it, like, where's the grass? And we were in this rock and this dirt and Phoenix. And she's like, what is this? Right, you know, right, like, where's right. the grass? I can't even wall around in the grass. Like, no way. Right. And look, and then when she was like, see your poop, she's kicking up the dirt in my face and everything. I'm like, what is this? This is not going to work for either one of us. So right. we're not, mm-mm. Phoenix is beautiful, but it's not for us. <laughs> you know, we I need love the grass. <laughs> so now we're here in, in San Diego, um, California, and we're having a great time because we're close to the beach and we try to take our daily walk you know each day and and get out there in nature and just you know i do my meditations and all that wonderful stuff and you know come home and try to get some work done <laughs> come back and get work done but yeah Beautiful. so that's pretty much it in a nutshell now i gotta work my way back to the east coast you gotta come back to the garden state you know oh my god <laughs> stay tuned <laughs> Yeah, I, yes, so so I said you you put up uh, a few posts of your travels, so uh, I guess you'll be yes. doing that on the way back as well. Yes, yes, and it's still all out there, like <laughs> uh, you know, on. Uh, I, I'm not going to mention about you know how that's going to go, but you know, you just got to stay tuned for it because I don't know right. how it's going to go, how it's going to unfold, but I'm planning it all to go back. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I we'll might, I might, I might have to tap into one of them lies and and and, and just. <laughs> Be like, yeah, where the, where's, where are the trees? Where's the grass? Come on now. <laughs> like, you know, when, once you yes. start seeing that, you know you're good. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So listen, and it's not even just about the travels. It's for anyone that feels like they're in a stuck situation. So if you're feeling stagnant, stuck, or whatever that is, then please you know, try to do whatever you can to get yourself mobile, get moving, get right. motivated. Do yeah. that thing that you love to do. It you is. know, so don't Absolutely. stay stuck. No, get moving. And that's yeah. my thing. I had to kind of get moving you know right. it's like oh yeah i need i need a change and let's do it so yes but yeah i so am feeling that yeah that's definitely where it's i going. truly admire what you're doing i've 
always wanted to travel cross country. I'm not a big traveler, but I've always wanted to, you know, rent an RV or something and just go oh cross country because I have never seen our country. I've, I've lived here for yes. years and I have not seen our country. So I admire you. And, you know, I just oh. encourage you and I thank you for, you know, putting it out there and letting everybody see it. So I, I just yes, wanted to tell you, you that, I, you know. Oh, get that Beautiful. RV, girl. Get that RV. Yeah, Yolanda. Yolanda is a <laughs> Yolanda is a nature person. She loves nature. She, I'm Ooh. like, I'm like, what you doing? Wait, don't tell me. You, you in the park, sitting in the grass? Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and, listen, and I love the drive. Do you take your shoes off and walk in the grass? I do, absolutely. <laughs> oh my God, absolutely. Yes, Mother Earth. You have to feel the vibrations of Mother Earth. Yes. That's right. That's Sit right. under the tree with that. the ants and everything it. else. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm so with you, sis. I'm so with you. Now, any, sure. And I love that, to drive. Anybody that, that's trying to contact you um, for mm-hmm. any sessions or consultation, how could they do that? Oh, well, I mean, I have my surging, vib- surging vibrations at gmail.com. And my phone number is 973-453-0347. That's my business line. And I'm on um, Psychology Today, Black Girls Therapy, Open Path, LinkedIn. You know, so if you Google Tanya Hand, you'll definitely, you know, pull up the site that I'm actually on. So those are some of the platforms. Okay, so for everybody, you know, Mm-hmm. This sister has actually said a whole lot, and she's oh. she's, she's definitely <laughs> tapped into some critical points that really all of us, you know, we're, we're dealing with many of these things. You know, every household is, is, has some of these elements that were spoken of today, and um, if you mm. if you definitely uh are not highly driven. If you if you, if you can just move just a little bit, like she said, just move just a little bit. Go ahead and dial that number. Go ahead and send an email, text, do yeah. something, reach out and get some assistance. I know, I yeah. know, I know you don't want help, but trust the process. There's yeah. no success without partnership. No one yes. does it alone. Remember, Jesus had disciples. So you got that right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't care what route you take, we cannot do it alone. The help is there. This this yeah. this this sister here, Tanya Hand, is well qualified to take care of anybody that's contacting her, reaching out to her. You've heard what she's been saying, and I was very preserved. And a lot of times, if a guest is not putting it in me and Yolanda got to step it up. You know what I'm saying? And, but we still, oh. <laughs> we, 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 we stood back and, um, you know, you represented yourself very well. I want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Hats off to you. Much respect and much continued success in what you're doing. Travel safely. And we will be following you as you return up back into the grass and the trees. <laughs> <laughs> thank you both so much. I appreciate your time and this opportunity to be able to speak. Thank you so much. No doubt. It was Thank my you. pleasure. Peace. <laughs> bye bye. Peace. WNT Nine Talk Radio, man. This was a good one today. Listen. Give her a call. Give her. Send her an email. 
WNT9 Talk Radio. King Henry. Yolanda Rosier. Bye. 